This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. Have you ever had a setback that became a setup? I mean, you're convinced that whatever it was was the worst thing that could possibly happen to you, only to find out that that turned out better than you could have ever imagined. Well, on today's podcast, we'll explore how God turned misery to majesty in the deliverance of God's people through the Red Sea. We'll also take a look at what might be learned regarding our own setbacks from this setup. Stay tuned and we'll find out together. Verse 31 of Exodus 14 is what we're looking at today. It reads, When Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians, the people believed in him and his servant Moses. Exodus 14 records for us the final annihilation of the stubborn serpent king Pharaoh. At the beginning and end of this chapter, we're told this miraculous climax to the entire cataclysmic episode of the Exodus was orchestrated for the express purpose of everyone recognizing that the God of the Hebrews was the Lord. This had been God's purpose all along, so that they may know that I am the Lord. Long before frogs and blood and locusts and darkness, God had come to Moses and told him up until now, I was known to the children of Israel as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was known only as the covenant-keeping God who had blessed them with the promised land. But up until this point, they had not recognized him as the Lord of all the earth. These signs reveal a new part of God's character to the children of Israel. God sets up every detail in the perfect execution of his plan by backing the children up against the sea. It's important to remember that the Lord was the one leading them down the wilderness road, remember. The cloud and fire never left in front of them, and God had led them down this path. He backs them up to the edge of the sea and then expressly tells them exactly where to camp and which way to face when camping there, because he wants to get them a front row seat to his majesty and power. And then once they're camped at the edge of the sea, the pillar of cloud by day, and more specifically, the fire by night, goes behind them to protect them from the Egyptians. The Egyptians chased after them all night long, but they couldn't find them because God had covered them with the cloud. He then throws the Egyptians into confusion, and here again is another undeniable reference to God's power over the Egyptian army. Just before daybreak, in the middle of the night, pressed up against the sea, with the Pharaoh's forces on the other side of the cloud, God begins to act. The people's faith at this moment is beginning to wane, and they begin to complain, saying, weren't there graves in Egypt? Why do we have to die in the wilderness? Moses is doing his best to get them to trust God, but the people are getting worried. He tells the people that God will fight for them, and they need only to be silent. At the moment where things were at their worst, 
God showed up. It's almost reminiscent of the water thrown on the sacrifice at Mount Carmel before Elijah asked God to send the fire. God will habitually stack the deck against himself just to prove that only he can deliver. And at just the right moment, God tells Moses to lift his staff and the seas will part. This is an act of faith that shouldn't be discounted. Moses' faith here incites God's deliverance. Their leader had to have the faith to believe God when it seemed absolutely ridiculous to do so. And yet, Moses obeys and God delivers. The seas miraculously part and the people are told to enter the sea and walk across on dry ground. At that moment, the cloud is lifted and the curtain is drawn on the Pharaoh. See, up until this point, God had been protecting them while he was delivering them. And then, at that moment, as the Egyptians charge into their watery grave, God throws them into confusion. And it is at this point that they finally recognize with whom they have been dealing. As they perish in the sea in one act, God had delivered the children of Israel showed them all that he was the Lord, wiped out the Egyptians, and vindicated Moses as the people's leader. All this was done with one cataclysmic event. The people thought for sure these circumstances spelled their doom, but instead they spawned their deliverance. Now, this is a valuable lesson for us on the journey home. God is always up to more than we can imagine. The people didn't see their deliverance, they saw their doom. They didn't know all that God was accomplishing at that moment. They thought for sure that God had abandoned them, never realizing that he was instead coming to their aid. And there will be times in our lives, while following Jesus from the ruin of our slavery to the rediscovery of our homeland, where God will lead us down wilderness paths. As we learned yesterday, it is in the wilderness where we indeed come to see angles of God's character that we would never realize any other way. It is in the wilderness that God will prove to us that he is the Lord. This is often done like it was for the children of Israel. God will back himself into a corner and lead you right up to the edge of the sea. This is not so you can worry, but so that you can have a front row seat to his power. In this moment of desperation, you can take comfort knowing that God will protect you while he delivers you. The cloud leading you may move behind you momentarily to save you through the night watch seasons while you are scared for your life and trapped in the throes of your unforeseen deliverance. This is a phenomenon that we always run from, but it is precisely how God proves that he is Lord. The lesson then for us is to remember to keep our mouths shut. We can't complain and whine and murmur as the children of Israel did. But when God provides, we are the ones left looking foolish, much like they were. It is better to take our burdens to the Lord and cry out to him than complain to others about something that they can do nothing about. Instead, we should fill our days waiting for God to move in ways that only he can. And in that moment of fear and anxiety, it will be difficult to trust him and obey in faith. But as leaders, our obedience is tied to our people's deliverance. 
We have to lead the way in following what God says, especially in these moments, if we are to see God reveal who he really is in our lives and those we lead. Obedience amid the peril of our lives is the most visible proof of faith that we have. And we have to obey God even when he tells us to do preposterous things like stretch your staff over the water and command it to part. When we quietly follow despite the turmoil of the seas around us, God will make seas into highways for our deliverance. In the process, we will find that there was much more going on than just what we saw in that moment. Just as Moses and the people of Israel realized all that God was doing after the fact, understanding the ways of God are often seen in hindsight. This makes obedience so challenging and yet so essential because it is how God grows our faith and reveals to us who he is. Jesus, help us to keep our mouth shut when you're leading on the wilderness road and when that leading leads us to the edge of the sea. Give us the faith to obey you as leaders and help us to listen closely and stop complaining. Teach us in these moments to anticipate the coming revelation of who you are and amaze us with your glory and power in your deliverance. For it is in your name we ask these things. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.